1: Feel real good, alright. Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good.
0: Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. You know, fam, before we started recording today, I listened to BSH Radio number 79, our first show together, on which I said things like, you know, this team's due for a run. And... Oh, the addition of Provorov and Konechny, that's the equivalent of a big off-season. Ah. And here we are. <laughs> so long... like <laughs> It feels so long ago. Like oh, It doesn't, it doesn't. But it really was so long ago. It was the 2016-17, or the 2015-16 uh, We talked about it Jesus. the other day. I don't remember. It was October 2016, so it was the 16-17 season. And like... Man. Nothing has changed. Any day now, Bill. They've, they've got worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I never foresaw back then that we 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 would get to a decade of pure incompetence. And we're we're there. We're there, baby. Uh so without further ado, let's get to the intros. Let's lead it off with the fly by yourself, Kelly Inkle. So
2: I would just like to toot my own horn in a ridiculous way if you took a flyer survey over the last week and you got an email with the promo code for your ticket purchase that was because of me <laughs> my fr- oh my, my friend other bill took the survey and it said here's your promo code and then it had like a colon and then just a blank space and so i used oh. steph driver's contacts. really to run it up. Yeah. And so I was asking like executive level staff at the flyers like, "Hey, how do we get this promo code?" And then they just emailed it to everyone who took the survey. So
0: I mean, you're welcome. They're just
2: It's real. I every every Everything little they
0: do. thing. <laughs> I feel bad for them. I, I really do. I not stop
1: laughing when Kel- Kelly kept asking about this email and this link. And I was, I'm just cracking up because, like, who
2: wants to go to these games? Nobody. <laughs> but I feel like people – I see, and here's the best part. I thought that it was going to be, like, a free pair of tickets for people who took the survey. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, the whole point is you're trying to get butts in seats – Surely you're giving people who did this free tickets, but no, it's just a discount. So I don't even know if anyone's going to use it because honestly, if you just wait to the day of the game and go on StubHub, you're probably going to get them cheaper. Um, I was just trying to get free tickets for myself. It didn't work, but you know, I tried.
0: Now, at least it's something. I mean, I guess yeah. they can't just be giving away tickets all can't the there? time. Can't they? I mean, they could. I don't they care. They could. Uh, they probably have enough.
2: I mean, they're gonna. I'm sure that they're gonna to to try really hard to not have to. But uh, yeah, if it goes the way it seems like it's gonna go, and they don't want to look like a giant embarrassment, they're probably gonna have to start giving out some tickets.
0: But that's the thing: is every time they offer like discounted tickets or whatever, the season ticket holders get mad, as if they were forced with a gun to their head to buy season tickets. They got to get over it. Yeah. No one wants to go. You're one of the people who wanted to go, you fucking moron. Like- yeah.
2: Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, you can't, if you're buying season tickets at this stage of the game as some kind of, like, investment that you think yeah. you're going to turn a profit on, like, you made a bad choice. I'm- you either need to go to every game and enjoy yourself or accept that someone's going to pay you less money than you paid for them. To take your tickets off
0: considerably less. StubHub has been around for a long time now. like, yeah, like I just signed like, into yeah, StubHub. Know. I just signed into StubHub the other day, and it's a password I used like ten years ago, not like the the new one that I use for everything. Like In an this old
2: household, one. we use TickPick. <laughs> No I, piece, baby. I
0: looked at TickPick, and the tickets I wanted were even more expensive there. Oh, nothing, that's annoying. Nothing I wanted last night. The, the prices never came down. The, the wrestling show, the show just started. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going, I guess. Huh. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching it on fucking television.
2: That always cracks me up when it's like an hour before the game, and people who are desperately trying to unload their tickets don't lower the price. It's like, all right, well.
0: Yeah. I'm not, Guess what I'm not going to pay? Guess that. what I'm not going to
2: do? Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: My broadcast partner in crime, Stephalicious D, Steph Driver.
1: Hello. The Flyers.
0: I haven't used that one in a uh, while. Well, I said actually, it.
1: John Tortorella um, has entered a, some type of partnership with the PSPCA and Philly Paws. And while they have not yet announced a team dog, all signs are pointing to John Tortorella is going to make them get a team dog.
0: James Van Riemsdyke is the team dog.
1: Travis uh, it might be Joel Farabee.
2: Oh, if Travis anyone Kinneconi has golden
1: the... retriever energy, it's Joel Farabee. Yeah, but
0: he's not actually a dog. I'm, I'm, I'm insulting a player.
1: Oh, <laughs> I get it.
0: So. Yeah. Oh. That's funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking, like, golden retrievers.
0: Uh, so, uh, I got to tell you, I really like John Tortorella. I think, like, he is, uh, I hope a long-term solution for this organization. Not just, like, behind the bench or whatever, but he's got the mentality of, like, an old-school flyer kind of guy without having the burden of actually being one. (laughs) And there's no doubt that this team needs to, like, be modernized. Absolutely. But they also just need to have a level of accountability brought to them that I can just hope and pray he brings to this team. Um they they're not going to be very good. We know this. Uh there's only so much he can do. He can't make a bunch of guys who can't score score. That's not that's not within his like skill set as a coach. Um he doesn't have superpowers. But if he just makes this team, you know I I I started watching uh before we recorded today the standard the uh you know the preseason little video series they're going to do. It's like a hard knocks thing, but with the Flyers training camp. And just, you know, I know it's bullshit and I know everyone says it, but it should mean more to put on a fucking Flyers sweater. And it just has not for the last couple of years. And if he, if he gets that mentality back into this locker room, that's a huge victory.
2: I got to tell you, against all of the common sense which isn't very much, that lives inside of my you, body.
0: Jelly. I love you.
2: <laughs> I got so excited watching that stupid 11-minute video that at the end of it, I was like, maybe I'll go to the Flyers game Saturday. I didn't. Cause, or Wednesday, because I'm, I'm lazy. But I, uh, it really... I mean, I was on board with torts. You know, it's whatever. It's not the guy that I wanted them to get, but he's as we've said a thousand times, a good coach. Seems like a good dude. But, yeah, just the, the stuff that he's saying, he knows what to say to get a oh, fan, yeah, fan like, ready to run through a wall. And uh, it, it worked on me. I'm a
0: total mark. But I did, I did really appreciate one thing when they showed a clip of his press conference, and he's talking to the assembled media, and he says what we've been saying for so long. There are no words he can speak that will change our perception of this team. He can say every right thing. Every player can say every right thing. We think they're an organization of fucking buffoons and bad players. And nothing other than results will change our mind about that. And openly saying that out loud, it just was like, all right, there's someone with a little bit of sense. There's yeah, someone, someone who knows. Yes. Like, oh, the PR machine, no matter what you do, ain't gonna work. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and he, he really does seem... And, like, I, I know he's getting paid a lot of money to feel this way, but he really does seem invested in pulling this organization out of this hole of shit that they've dug themselves. If he can do it, I don't know because he's going to need a front office cooperating with him. But it's nice to know that there is someone in the organization that genuinely, at least on his face seems genuine, genuinely cares about turning this thing around.
0: It is like, you see it a lot. I feel like in college sports, especially Like a once proud program and then someone, and granted, like they're going to get paid trillions of dollars to do it, but a coach will go in and be like, I want to fix this thing because that legacy is as much as a cup, you know, as much as a championship. We're getting a Ted Lasso. Fixing the Flyers is like, one, it looks like an insurmountable challenge. And two, it really means something. Like, it's it's not, like, you turn around the Dallas Stars, guess what? No one gives a fuck. Right. You fix this thing, it's a big deal. Restoring hockey to its place in this town? Like, it yes. will never be the Eagles, obviously. But it should be more than an afterthought.
2: There was a time when it was just below the Eagles, I think. There was a time that 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 hockey was easily the number two in this town. And like, it was a long time ago, but
0: in the grand scheme of things, on par with the other two not football sports, you know, like, it was Phillies, Eagles, or Phillies, uh, Sixers, Flyers, kind of a trio of not Eagles, instead of, well, yeah, and then there's like, you know, the kicks. And the wings and the flyers, like we're in the yes. we're below the union at this point, <laughs> like, uh,
2: way below the union. The union fucking rock. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I guess I wanted to talk a little bit, a little bit about these preseason games. But Kelly and I don't know where Steph went. Her video's off. Uh, there My she is. My connection
1: is just really bad. I, I've been trying to jump in and ask you guys a, a question that. I've been throwing around in my head too. So we've been talking about how the flyers used to be exciting and how it should mean something to be a flyer. The question that I have to ask is why they haven't won anything since the seventies. No, why? But,
2: but here's the thing. And you, you, um, you hopped into this thing in like 2010, right? Just like for context in my brain, like there's, like I'm not saying like Bill and I are better because we've been fans longer like but the context of knowing for 30 years what this team over the course of that time has meant to the city there was a time when the hockey was a big fucking deal there was a time that there were 20,000 people at the Farg and 20,000 people at the Spectrum watching a hockey game at the same time and it was a big deal. And it was a proud franchise that always sold out their games, had a passionate fan base. That is the kind of stuff. Like, it, it wasn't based on wins. It was just kind of based on the atmosphere around they the were, organization.
0: They were always a contender. Now, they through were the 90s, yes. through the 90s through 2012, about they fucking disappointed us to no yes. end. But, like, they lose their third straight in 76. They go to three cups in the 80s. The 90s, they hit a little bit of a lull, and then guess what? They get Eric Lindros, who's the next one. And they go to one, and the Legion of Doom is the biggest thing in the world, and it all kind of just starts to dissipate from there. And yeah, but it was, like it was it. a
2: very slow dissolution, yeah. I think, through the early 2000s. And then it just kind of fell
0: off a cliff in 2010. The 22 and 60 season was the year the Flyers got, you know, named the most intimidating fans in hockey. And they won 22 games and lost 60. It's always just been... People said it's not an original six, but it feels like it. It's the original seventh franchise, basically. Uh, And it's just gone now. And part of that is just, as we've, you know, bemoaned, the corporatization of all sports, but especially this... You know, we thought we were one of those, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, like, one family owns it forever, and it's kind of the same people. And now it's fucking Comcast. It's always been Comcast, but Ed Snyder is there, at least. And now it's, yeah. it's something different now. But, man, the fans, if you just gave them a little bit of something to feel proud of, it would come back. Yeah. And I think John Tortorella is looking to restore that.
1: I I want to agree here because I absolutely adore John Tortorella and I wasn't expecting that, wasn't expecting it. I knew that he would be a good quote. I knew that he would be entertaining, but I didn't expect to appreciate him the way that I have so far before... He's even coached a game like he hasn't even coached a game yet, not even preseason. But he's saying the things that we've been wanting them to say for years now.
0: He's acknowledging the obvious, which is so like, just don't treat me like an imbecile.
1: Which should be the bare fucking minimum. But, you know, like let's all acknowledge
0: where we are here. This team stinks. And everyone has. likes
1: to think that they're smarter than everyone else and the thing is they they very rarely are. And the
0: thing is I'm smarter than everybody. You can't fool me.
1: Except me.
0: Oh boy.
1: Um <laughs> So like he is he's saying what we've been seeing and that the things that Chuck Fletcher and Ron Hextall all just kind of swept under the rug and pretended like didn't exist. John is coming out being like, yeah, there's a problem here. This sucks. And that's nice. It's it's, nice. I mean,
0: at at a certain point, like, you know, you picked fifth, and that was a disappointment. Uh, There's a reason you're that high in the draft, because you sucked. And and it's been this way for two years now, and it's been a steady decline for several seasons. This is the way things are. It's It's not an anomaly. You you're closer to one of the four or five worst teams in the sport than you are an actual contender, and refusing to acknowledge that is asinine. And I'm glad at least somebody has the sense to be like, yeah, we know you think we suck because we've sucked. It's not that the media's mean or that the fans have unreasonable standards. It's that we think you suck because you suck. And you're going to have to prove us wrong on that Like, and do so convincingly to get anyone to change their mind and about consistently. this team. Yeah. Yeah, this team just can't be 500 in December and it's like, "Oh, look at them. They're not that bad." No. No mm-hmm. one's going to care if this team's in the middle of the pack in December. It in will fact, still be like, will, "Oh, the Flyers suck."
2: They'll probably that'll probably make people angrier than anything else really. In oh, the middle of the pack by Christmas.
0: The 2,000 people who actually pay attention to this team will even will be even angrier cuz we yeah. want Connor Bedard. Like
1: it's us. That'll be us. Yes.
0: Oh, I'm. I'm already counting on it. Um. <laughs> so uh, I did have there was I just put on Twitter before we started like, hey, you know, recording in 30 minutes. Anything you guys want us to talk about? And there was one uh, interesting question. Ooh. Um. Uh, there was a few, but this one I wanted to bring up since we're talking about John Tortorella and everything. If Tortorella deems that the problems of the last couple of years have been... And granted, we know that this team doesn't have a ton of talent. We know that the draft picks haven't worked. All that stuff. But, like, if a major issue has been effort, how does he address that? And the answer is very simple. If you don't... With, with the team in the state it's in right now, and guys fighting for their jobs, guys fighting to stay here... Guys fighting to turn this thing around under John Tortorella, a notorious hard ass. If you don't exert maximum effort at this point, we know you're just a quitter and we can move on from you you, no problem. There's no more, oh yeah, but what if, no, no more what ifs. Every single player on this roster is out of benefit of the doubt. Out of, well, we don't want the next Patrick Sharp, next... You know, uh, Justin Williams? No, no, it's they're not, over. They're not here. Nobody. That guy isn't here. If he was, no. he'd show up. Like no. it, you, it's we get rid of you, no problem. And honestly, I don't even give a shit about the return. The only thing you can control is your effort, and that's a major message right now of of Tortorella. And I hope that there are early mid season moves made to get rid of guys who are a fucking problem, whether it's attitude or effort or whatever get rid of someone to prove a point.
1: I would love that to that's happen. It's adorable that you think Chuck Fletcher is going to do something. Chuck Fletcher do.
0: doesn't Chuck Fletcher doesn't get another coach. Chuck Fletcher is not going to be the general manager of this team next year if things aren't at least perceived to be changing. They're not going to yeah. win cuz they suck. Look at these preseason games. They won 2-1, they lost 2-1, they lost 3-1. They just simply, they could try as hard as humanly fucking possible. They can't score enough goals to win very many games. It's going to be impossible for them. But there has to be some perception that the team is on the right track. Chuck Fletcher's fucking out of here. They can't deal with an empty building.
2: I really hope that there's no, like, someone being, like, for example, I hope that there's no, like, front office, you can't scratch Tony D'Angelo because he's the hometown guy and we just got him and we're paying him a lot of money. He's gotta play. Like, I hope that every player is on the table for a scratch. And if you're Kevin Hayes and you're making seven million and you play like shit for a game and you aren't skating, then your ass is in the press box for the next game. Like there there needs to be, like, if we're gonna do accountability, there needs to be accountability across the board. Like no one can be exempt. Yeah, from whatever punishment they decide no, it, to go with,
0: it, it can't be like Dave Hackstall, where it's like only Travis Konechny and Shane Ga- Gosses bear get punished. Right. Everyone else, no. everyone else is exempt, but these two, I get to make an example out of. Because guess what? That's not an example. It, it's it, it's only them. <laughs> Nobody yeah, else it's ever accountability. gets it. Right. Yeah, like it, it,
2: what does Ivan Provorov give a fuck if Shane Gosses bear is scratched? Yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't care. Shane Gossespierre turns, what, turns
0: still, still the puck over. Shane Gossespierre turns the puck over. He sits. Andrew McDonald turns it over. He plays 20 minutes no matter what. Right. Guess what? That's not a count of fucking ability. That, no, that no. needs to change. No, There is no Claude Giroux. That doesn't exist here. There isn't a Jake Voracek. There's nobody even with the pedigree to say they're above that. Nobody is. This is a team of fucking losers. So uh, there there just has to be that sort of accountability.
1: I think that something that's really relevant here is no one's coming to save you. The Flyers. Like, you need to figure it out yourself because there is no one else. There's no one in the pipeline. There is no one coming potentially in the future. No one is coming to help you, James Van Riemsdyk. You need to do it yourself.
0: I got to tell you, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for just a new crop. I am so tired. Like, the fact that they're just saying they're going to play kids, I don't care if these kids suck. I want to watch a different group of guys suck. Yeah. I, I, I really can't watch the same. Like, I love Scott Lawton. Man, I, I, I don't need to see first-line Scott Lawton. Like, that's... It's uh, depressing. I'm, I'm, it's It really, really is. Yeah. I, I'm just so over this group. They need to make so many changes, and they opted to make fucking none this offseason. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Truly unbelievable.
2: Hometown boy. How can you say that? Hometown player. They brought yeah. him They brought him home, Bill.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like D'Angelo yeah. They brought him home. They brought in a guy to replace another guy he's not as good as, but will never play. So I, <laughs> it's Didn't truly... did
1: you hear that this is a retool?
0: Yeah, Let's they got... <laughs> they took a shower and we like, "Oh, look, all new tools." Like, or or are they the same? And you just mm. changed your hat." <laughs>
2: <laughs> they have a new slogan, so, you know. Do they? It's like "Fueled by Philly" or something. Oh like yeah, that. is it's that going to be their so hashtag? Stupid. That's too long yeah, for I a hashtag. That's what they have on their stupid shirts.
0: I saw. I will uh, some of the hats they were wearing looked pretty cool. I did they like some of the hats. They always have
2: better merch than we get.
0: Like That's, they don't give that shit so to bad. the fans. I will nothing. buy
2: these things. Let there, me give you money.
0: I'll tell you, the NHL might be I don't know, the absolute worst at producing hats I've ever seen. Like, the NFL, bad. pretty bad. The NFL's pretty bad, but they at least have, like, one or two cool ones every year. Every single Flyers hat is either a mesh hat or something shitty. I, I, I Just, they're inept at making cool hats. Like, what, what's Adidas doing? What do you do with Adidas? I don't Man. want something with the Fanatics F on it. I'll tell you that.
2: No, no.
0: Fucking hate yeah, Fanatics.
2: Like, I hate Fanatics. They're the worst. Like all of their merch is garbage. None of it is interesting. And every fucking sports team's website that you go to the shop, it's all Fanatics bullshit. Oh. I don't know how they got in this deep with the shit that they sell because it's so bad. It's cheap. Do you want me to tell They don't give a you? fuck.
0: It's Did cheap. Did they
2: pay people?
1: No, the guy who started Fanatics owns the Devils.
0: And the Sixers, yeah. Yeah. the
1: Sixers. I know, but... That's how it happened. But that doesn't mean that they have to be the
2: official merchandise provider for every sports team that exists in the universe.
1: When you're getting a discount? Because... You know. And
0: it's all just cheap bullshit. Like, look at Twitter. Uh, you know what? Uh, fanatics, fanatics Twitter exists to tell people, oh, sorry, we fucked up your order. And it's literally like every single person. Uh, <laughs> it's it's truly unbelievable. Anyway, back to some of these preseason games. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like I said, they win the first one 2-1 on uh, goals by each Kate's brother, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, then funny. they lose 2-1, and then they lose 3-1. I know it's preseason. I know it doesn't matter. And it's like different rosters. And it's not the team we're going to see. This team cannot score.
2: So let me tell you something that made me feel a little better. Last night was the first game that I watched start to finish the whole thing. Um, They looked like shit. They looked I- identical to last season. Like, couldn't get a zone entry. Couldn't break out at all. Like, everyone looks shitty like it was a mess it was exactly what we saw last year and i'm like well what the fuck like how how are we still doing this and then charlie who of course goes to every practice reminded me because i think he told us this before that they're not doing anything with systems yet like john tortorella hasn't started teaching these idiots how to play hockey yet tortorella and last- is
0: still beating the shit out of them
2: yeah and last night he was upstairs in the press box, watching the team from up top. And I'm actually glad that they looked like they did last night because he saw every single thing that is wrong with this team. Everything that was on display, every game last season, he got a look at last night. So it's kind of like a, a good thing that they look like shit because he kind of needed to see it in its entirety, in person, in front the, of him. He needed to the see entire- the entire
1: Blazing catastrophe.
2: Yeah, and he, and he definitely saw it. So now he knows what precisely he needs to fix, which is everything. And once they start doing systems, hopefully, you know, it'll look like less of a disaster.
0: And that's yeah. what I'm really banking on for 82 games this year. Uh, like I said, uh, we've had three games. The totals have hit 3, 3, and 4. Um. Fam, we are betting unders 82 times this year. They, we know that they can't score. John Tortorella knows that. John Tortorella is a, you know, defensive-minded coach. Mm -hmm. They, every game is going to be a total of three or four. And I have yet to see games lined ever below five and a half. Maybe five sometimes uh, for, like, a really good goalie matchup or something. But... If we're getting five and a half, six every game, we're betting, eight, we're betting under 82 times this year because they are incapable of, gonna, of playing in high-scoring games in all likelihood.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it would have to be like a hell of a coaching system to get these guys. And I don't really know. I mean, without having, you know, played the game, as they say, I don't really know if any coaching system can Make the offense better? Like, I feel like a coaching system, like a... My brain just turned off. What's it? Trots. Like, you can coach a team to be, like, a shut-down, defensive, boring, trappy, bullshit team, and you can win games that way. But I don't know if a coach can take a bunch of not-talented hockey players and turn them into goal scorers just by way of a system.
0: That's... You can... Wouldn't that be nice, You could do more to, like, create turnovers and rushes and things, but the problem is this team's so bad defensively, like, every time they didn't get that turnover, the two-on-one would be a goal against. Like, it would just be, yeah, we could, we could hang a guy in the neutral zone, we could send three guys in deep when they're trying to break out, but we're already bad defensively. We are going to get burned three-quarters of the time doing this, and then we'll lose yeah. games four three instead of you know two one that's that that's what would happen uh because uh, yeah. they're never gonna score four or five like that's no matter what Seems they just unlikely. don't have the guys to do it like yes. is Noah Cates one of the best players on this team I don't think Noah Cates is gonna be a 30 goal scorer in this league I got I got you know he might be a nice uh-huh. player but I don't think he's a 30 goal scorer I mean I think he he'll well, be a, a 20
2: yeah pretty good third liner but yeah, he, if you're if you're looking at Noah Cates to do stuff on your yeah, hockey team, exactly. it's a bad time. Like, he, like he can't be the guy that you're like, hey, this guy'll win us some games.
0: No, 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 probably not. <laughs> um, so the goalies haven't looked too bad, huh? Our guys, our guys that we've been talking shit on all off season, they've been okay. Ursan looked good. He did last night.
2: I, I've decided. I've I've moved all of my um, next Lundquist energy from Sandstrom to. You Urson. can't
0: move on from Sandstrom. I'm
2: doing it. I'm switching. You can't. I'm doing it. It's, I'm I'm Ursan now. Now I want him to be the backup. He looked. He looked good.
0: I just. It's so funny that this is the situation they're in in Net. But fine. Like, How
2: funny is it that Heart
0: already hurt? already. <laughs> They've barely touched pucks. It's not like he's getting like they. The do the goalies have to skate these laps? Like I don't know
2: if (laughs) the goalies have to skate the laps, but like how?
1: I I I I listened to all of our shows back, especially the ones that I'm not on, and I recently changed my mind about something that I have been. Very, very enthusiastically against. And that is trading Carter Hart. I would trade Carter Hart right now.
0: I mean the, he's got the, to, the return for what? would be
2: sick if you traded him would at it? the deadline. If if the if he has a good season and you traded him at the deadline, I feel like the return would be pretty sick. I just Because you he would probably be going to a team in a playoff hunt, desperately in need of a goaltender. And I would imagine that a good, a good GM could get a pretty good return. So Chuck would probably so. get, like, you know, a fine, a fine return.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reason that I've been so against it is because, like, you don't just stumble across a good goalie. Like, you just don't. Once you have them, you've got, like, especially if you're a flyer, you have to stick with your goalie once you've got him, especially young and, and good. But man, this team is not going to be good for a while, and he's going to keep them too good for a while.
0: I mean, he didn't last year. Uh, he didn't the year before that. I, 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 the more the is, year he, before that. He's
2: going to get hurt, and we don't have a backup. So like, you know, Whatever he's not going to he's
0: not gonna
1: save the season. I just don't see value. Even... I don't.
0: I don't see the value in trading Carter Hart. Like he's not good enough to get you something awesome, and they don't have anyone close to being good enough to replace him. And he's nowhere. Near, and he's not in his prime yet. I, I just, I, I just don't see the value in moving on from Carter Hart. He's a piece that you can have for a long time.
1: I just. So for me, it's it all comes down to I don't think that they're going to be bad enough and get and a, a, Kelly made a great point. I don't trust Chuck Fletcher to be the guy to get it done. So that's another another really important point. I mean, they were the I fourth
0: just, worst team I, in hockey last year with Carter Hart.
1: I'm not saying I want to do it. I'm just saying I'm no longer opposed like I was before.
0: I'm not opposed to moving anybody for the right return. I just don't see what they could possibly get for him that would be worth it.
1: Upside is Leon Dreisaitl. Upside I mean, is
2: we have. Why would the they next do Henrik
0: Lundqvist. So maybe two of them.
2: <laughs> we have two, two Henrik Lundqvists. Any day now, Sandstrom's going to turn it on.
0: <laughs> I, I liked what I saw out of Sandstrom in his He's limited playing bad. time last year. No, he He's was fine. he was be much fine better backup. than expected last year. He That's was. I, I thought he was kind of going to get lit the fuck up last year, and he didn't. I, I, I thought he did all right. So I'm, I'm fine yeah. finding out what these guys have, especially in a year where I think it behooves them to lose. Uh, awesome. Let's find out about these goalies who might not be NHL-caliber goalies. Cool. Perfect. Uh, we already signed one. Let's fucking find out about these other two as well. Uh, Goose hasn't been bad. His helmet's pretty badass. I will say. His
2: helmet is a disaster. I on Twitter. I said on Twitter, the back of it looks like a, a Wildwood Boardwalk t-shirt, and I stand by that.
0: It. Uh, I mean, what's bad about a Wildwood Boardwalk t-shirt?
1: A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that question tells me everything I need
0: to know. <laughs> I love the, I mean, like, it's the Wildwood Boardwalk's great for how fucking hokey it is.
2: I, I mean, it's not my favorite helmet. I'll just say that. <laughs>
0: I, I thought the bird looked cool.
1: I like calling somebody goose. That's fun. Yeah.
0: I thought it was alright. A lot of orange. I always like orange. Alright. Orange um,
1: doesn't look good on anybody and it should be banned as a clothing color.
0: Well, too bad I about that. I would like
1: more
2: more black merch.
0: Thank you, the Flyers. More black. So You know
1: what, the Flyers? If you want me to buy a jersey this season, give me a black jersey.
0: I mean, this would be the worst possible year to put out like a new cool jersey. There's not a single player, there's not a single player on the team anyone wants uh, to wear their jersey. Or a single
2: player that's like safe that you think to yourself, oh, he'll be on the team for a long time. Yeah, like like, "Mm -hmm." the only
0: one is Sean Couturier and his back doesn't work. Yeah, and the only
2: reason is because we literally can't trade him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like his contract is the reason they didn't rebuild. Um, (laughs) <laughs> like oh yeah, I can't move on from him. Um, Don't put that evil on a Sean Couturier. Uh, it's not on him. It's on the contract.
1: It's on the contract.
0: Uh, Sean Couturier is fine. I like Sean Couturier. He's just—it's a nice contract for a complimentary player. He's a good player, and he's not a star, and he's getting paid like it. It's fine. Uh, it, they just decided—they just decided not to pay anyone like a star. I. <laughs> They, they're fine having their I best player being a complimentary player. Disagree. And he's making under disagree $8 million. Heartedly
1: That's, disagree.
0: He's making under $8 million. That's not star money.
1: Were he
2: healthy, the contract would continue to be fucking great. It'd be fine. Yeah. But he's not.
0: It would be so, great if less. they gave him stars to play with, it like, would be nice. If, if he had two guys next to him, maybe, like I don't know, an MVP candidate and Johnny Goudreau, to, ah, actually, to actually score the goals that you know, Couturier creates by getting you into the offensive zone, that would be awesome. Uh, but since he's going to cool. be, since if he does come back at all, he's going to be playing with like Scott Lawton, uh,
2: probably Listen, not worth
0: it because what's the this- point?
2: Does this team get fixed by one Johnny Gaudreau, or does he get fixed by a Tony D'Angelo and a Troy Grosnick?
0: You know, it's a question that we've all been asking, and uh, (laughs) it deserves an answer, honestly. (laughs) The answer is no. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Someone needs to answer this question.
0: (laughs) I believe Chuck Fletcher did with his resounding, it's a retool, Charlie. Um, It'll never never not be funny, because it wasn't! Um... I will say, maybe it's just, you know, like Kelly has that eternal optimism that I just love so much. And no matter what, she can convince herself she's excited for a season. I may have talked myself into believing Morgan Frost can finally have a breakout year. Shut Look at up. this fucking no, you guy. Didn't. I the fuck really, up. I really, I was looking at something. I was watching was the, it the standard. standard. Yes, it now, was, wasn't it? Well, Because it started with, <laughs> it started with me being mad about something he said. Because he said, I've gotten my feet wet at the NHL level. And I'm like, this is your fourth broke hand. He's
2: been hurt.
1: I'll do, uh, whose fault is that? <laughs> Stop getting hurt.
0: Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Amazing. No, but it started with me getting mad about <laughs> him saying I got I've I've gotten my feet wet at the NHL level. And it's like, "All right, well, your first year you played 20 games. Uh, last year you played 55. Like, you you basically played a whole season last year. 55 games and you were hurt. That's you you, you had an NHL year." Um then I started thinking, I really wish they'd take 48 off this kid. Like, it's just not, why? Why are we still saddling him with this number that's supposed to mean something? And then, I decided, well, let's look up 48. Let's take a look at the beginning of Danny Brier's career. And it was year five. And like a first season where he played like five games and You know, he had, let's see, it was a total, prior to that season, he played 112 games in the span of four years. And he had 40 points. He did not look as if he was worth the first-round 24th overall pick that he was taken with in 1996. And then in year five, 32 goals, 60 points, played 78 games, He finally broke out and showed a little something. Now, I used to talk about Samuel Moran um, and how it takes a while for the bigger guys to kind of figure it out. The angles, the speed and everything, you're so much bigger than everybody, just not taking penalties every time you bump into someone. It's difficult. And so I always gave Samuel Moran a little bit like, okay, maybe another year. and. As much as I'd want to give up on Morgan Frost, and kind of did, you know, up until right now, um, a year four with a coach who's, I mean, gonna give him opportunity, he's still only 23. Uh, Yeah, he doesn't turn 24 until May. Now, that's not like, it's not 10, 15, 20 years ago where 24 was like 18. Guys come in at 19, 20, 21, and are awesome right away all the time. If you're not something by 23, 24, you're probably not something. But that's not to say it doesn't happen. He could.
2: Oh, no. He could. Let let me remind you that last year, when they gave him a little bit of rope,
0: he (laughs) looked pretty good. That's people talk last about the year, end of when last the season, season
1: was over yes. and he literally had no pressure. Yeah. Wh- no, okay. It-
2: oh, yeah. But also he- I'm sure that he was feeling like if I do some shit here, maybe I can, you know, ingratiate myself with the front office who's probably getting tired of my bullshit. Like the fact is, he was playing NHL hockey games against NHL talent at the end of last season and the whole team was shit and he looked pretty good.
0: I guess we can call them NHL hockey games. They were kind of just fake exhibitions um, that served no purpose.
2: The but other team was an NHL hockey team.
0: They were. He, he had Sometimes. Uh, he had six points in the final 12 games of the season. Uh, people say, and uh, listen, I watched those games. Uh, he did look better. He made, you know, even when not showing up on the score sheet, he made NHL plays, and that's not something we can say he did consistently for pretty much the entire time we'd seen him up until then, I don't think minus Vigne- those first two games.
2: Yeah, I don't think Vino liked him or Vino wasn't going to allow him to play his game, which we've talked about a million times. Like, if you have a player good at one particular thing, perhaps let him do that thing, and I don't think Vino was But that's ever- the
1: thing. Morgan Frost isn't good at any one particular thing. Yes, he is. Thing. Yes, he he's is. fine, but no, he's not. Like, he's In junior, fine. he was, like, a very
2: good playmaker. Like, a very good playmaker. And
1: he's not in the NHL. Because really. he's
2: never like, been he's allowed not. to do it, is what I'm saying. I'm saying if Vino never let him
1: take chances...
2: Because he was well, that's f-
1: different. Taking chances is different from being a playmaker. Like he had the no, chance have, and
2: he I mean, just fucked no, up. You He's have not to good. Like, no, you making have a to play take with, with the puck
0: is risky. Dumping it you, is,
2: and you're gonna fuck up a bunch of times. And I'm getting the vibe that if he tried to do something and fucked up, it was immediately like you're not playing another minute in this game. So then you stop trying the risky plays. The risky plays are the good ones. I'm always going to repeat they work this thing out and he's not talented enough to w- no, make it work out. I don't think that's true. I'm not saying he's going to be a good hockey player or a great hockey player or anything, but I am going to I am saying that this is the thing Micah said to me, it will stick with me forever. Good players fuck up more than bad ones. Yeah. Good players take risks and sometimes they pay off and sometimes they don't. The very good players pay off more than they fuck up. But The fact remains that if you're going to have a player that's going to try to create offense in a creative way, he's going
1: to fuck up sometimes. But you have to let him do it in order to get to the Well, then what's the difference between a good player and a bad player? Bad players don't. A good player makes those risks work. A bad player makes those risks and ruins the entire play. No, but what I'm saying
2: is he's not. You have to let them fuck up. Like they have to work through the messing up in order to get. To at the NHL level, making it work, and if Morgan Frost, no, I hear what you're took saying. took a chance, I just, and then was disagreed. benched. Every time he took a chance, then he was benched. He's not gonna try anymore, is what I'm saying.
1: No, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying that he's not good. Like he shouldn't be trying because he's not good.
0: I don't. Think he's only played 77 good. games. I don't think I, we can yeah, make just, that determination.
2: I don't. He's like, 24. We know. No, I don't think we do. He hasn't played we enough do- games.
1: All right, so, so then let's look at any of the other prospect busts that we've had. By 24, you're saying they should keep getting chances because they weren't given the chance to make risks work? A
2: 24-year-old that played four 82-game seasons, perhaps at this point I would say, yeah, we know. Morgan Frost has been hurt more than he's played in his four years. I mean if you and want to talk about Bill the injury problem. Okay, yeah. If you want to talk about the injury thing, that's that's a different conversation. I'm saying that when healthy, he's not been given the opportunity to use the talents that he had. The thing that got him drafted was the creative offense. Like it's not a thing that's made up. Like that's why he was drafted. He was a good thing. The got him drafted
1: was Ron Hextall was out of his fucking mind. No, that's not. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just have a lot of people. He would have been taken in the last
2: in the late first round by somebody. He would have been. That wasn't a crazy reach of a pick. Like he was a late first round pick. No one knew who
1: he was. No, we didn't know who he was. Nobody knew who he was. He would have been a second round pick, maybe. I don't know. There was no. I just don't I, I just don't agree. I under, I understand what you're saying, and what you're saying has really sound logic for any other player. I just, right, so you've he just hasn't, decided that you don't like Morgan Frost, which he, is fine. I just, uh, no, it's not that I don't like him. I, he's not talented.
0: He hasn't played a full season's worth of games yet. Like, because he's
1: not good. Because Elaine no, Vigneault was pretty hurt.
0: bad too. Like
1: yeah, he's bad. Vigneault was bad too. Yes, absolutely. Like it's it's not an either or. The team is bad. The coaches have been bad. But Morgan Frost is also bad.
0: I just no. want to see him put in position yes. for the first time to succeed. Yes. That's, I want to actually... Put him actually,
2: in a position to succeed. Let like, him not get... Maybe he won't get hurt. And he can play a stretch of games. And we can actually see what he is. Because we haven't had the opportunity
0: like, yet. I used to say about Danny Briere all the time when people... Oh, but the plus minus, And it was like, that's someone else's job to play the defense. Danny Briere's job is to score the points. Right. Put him out there make with something like Breer yeah. into
2: a two-way player. Make sure,
0: make sure the number one D unit is on when he's on the ice. That's yeah. someone else's job because he's not doing it. He's getting you the goals. Now, no but, idea what Morgan what, Frost's like, ultimate guys, ceiling is. But I you ha- need I to have, put him I, in that ha- position.
1: I need I need, to, I, I need you guys, like just to take a step back. Just a little bit of a step back and stop being excited about this season. This season is going to be a disaster. Really, Steph? I haven't said
0: that for 12 fucking months.
1: You're not telling me how to live my life, driver. But Morgan Frost is not Danny (sighs) Breer.
2: Morgan Frost is not talented. No, no, no. No one's saying that Morgan Frost is Danny Breer. What Bill is doing is It's an example
0: of a player type.
2: Look at this guy who was drafted in the late first round whose first three seasons were not particularly remarkable, and then all of a sudden, he broke out into something.
1: If you... If, look if, at this guy who is talented with a long career of talent, and look no, no, at this no, guy who at is the time but at that, talented. But at
0: that point, it hadn't happened yet, Steph. What yeah, aren't you getting about that? It
1: hadn't that? happened. Yeah,
2: if, 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 we're, if you took Danny Breer's first three seasons, and you brought that player here... You'd you say bust. You are saying, Danny Breyer sucks. He's not talented. Stop. Wasting our time with Danny Briere, but then he broke out and became the Danny Briere that we know. No one's saying that's definitely going to happen. I think what Bill is saying is that it does happen. And in this situation, we have not, this is just factual. We have not seen everything that Morgan Frost can do because A, injuries, B, not being put in a position to succeed, and three, shitty coach.
0: So, that like, maybe great, we
2: see.
0: That was a great Joe Biden impression right there.
2: Thanks.
0: AB3. That was great.
2: I, did I say AB3? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I, done talking.
1: <laughs> no more. No, this me. is. So I got to tell you guys, <laughs> we haven't taken a break yet. Oh shit! I don't care. And that's because this has been the best hockey conversation we've had in months.
2: It's very good. We'll take a break now at 49 minutes. Who cares? All
0: right. I guess we'll do a I guess we'll do a commercial today. Uh, <laughs> sure. Let's take a break and we'll come back and I don't have anything else to talk about, but we'll figure something out.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.
0: All right, fam. We are back, and we're just looking at some of the uh, some of the players who are going to get a renewed opportunity under the new coaching staff, under the uh, the guidance of bench boss John Tortorella. And I would like to see Morgan Frost be put in a position to actually show what he can do. Now, yes. part of that, and I don't know how this is going to work out, because they only have so many good players to go around, part of that would be, you know, oh, we have a skilled playmaker. Maybe put him with someone who can put the puck in the net. Now, there's only, like, two guys on the team who can do that. (laughs) One's fucking JVR, and the other just had disc replacement surgery in his goddamn neck. So, I I don't know how realistic it is outside of potential power play opportunities and playing him up in the lineup, which I guess, like, is Morgan
2: Frost the 2C? Like, what? Right now, I think he is. Is he, like,
0: who are even the centers on this Unless you're putting Lawton at C. It looks like Lawton's going to play wing, at least for the time, like, you know, and it was the first scrimmage, so it's like, don't worry about it. But was the first line Hayes, TK, and... uh, and Lawton? Is that what I? It was something like that. I think, yeah, it was something. Maybe Atkinson. Remember? Oh yeah, Atkinson. Atkinson can score. Atkinson can score. Um, but wow, is he? He really has to be. Like, just looking at the depth chart, like guys, yeah. guys listed as potential centers. Kevin Hayes. We know without Sean Couturier, he's the first he's center. Yeah. Um, Scott Lawton, center and wing. Zach McEwen and Patrick Brown.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, unless you're playing Lawton at center, Frost is your Tuesday
0: <laughs> to
2: start the season. So, what? position to succeed, baby. I mean, I feel like uh, that's you a, got a great a opportunity. Time to be alive. It you is a great him,
0: opportunity.
2: Yeah, you got to give him a, a scoring winger, at least one. And also, I feel like if you really want to try to get <laughs> the best out of him, you're also going to have to like control the matchups at home. Like, you're going to yeah. have to give him they some He didn't even give
1: Claude Giroux a scoring
2: winger. He did everything by himself. He didn't need one. <laughs> imagine, if I, had, imagine if we had uh, Sean, uh, Sean Sean Giroux. Remember, imagine if we had Claude Giroux. That would be
0: cool. Oh, man. Be imagine if we had anybody who was any fucking good. Like
1: No, he can't play center anymore. Don't forget. Wild. Like, concept. We're looking at
0: Artem Anisimov and Anton Roussel are the big off-season additions at this point. I
2: <laughs> They're
1: both
0: just... going to make the team.
2: Like, oh, they are Mark absolutely
0: Cates. making the team. Working their ass off, Bill. I want to see Roussel make it. I that would just you're a sick person. I am. I want to <laughs> see this team. Like I want to like I want to see uh, Delorier be on the second line.
2: Like, I, I mean... They're paying him.
0: No move clause. Four fucking years.
2: God, he looked real bad in last night's
0: game. There were a couple
2: of oh, not where it was
0: like... I cannot believe it. I cannot believe they broke up that fight.
2: I mean... <coughs> here's the thing. Like, I feel like the NHL preseason already is like a uh, real risky gamble with the way that there's dudes trying to make teams by being, you know, hitters. Like Trevor Zegras just got How about taken Zegres out. getting laid out last night? That, that was, was a nice. fucking hit. That
0: was nice. Um,
2: but the thing is, like, do we want players like Trevor Zegris getting hurt in a meaningless preseason game? No. No, we don't. And so maybe the linesmen were like, hey, guys, uh, maybe not give yourself additional CTE in this meaningless game. It's not important. A
0: couple of guys want to go. Just let them go. The fucking people <laughs> paid. However nine, ten people were there. Whatever it is. They deserve <laughs> to get their money's worth. And they certainly weren't going to see any fair. goals.
2: Yeah. Risto had a, a real big turnover. That oh, led good. to a,
0: a two on O. So he that was might, cool. like, We might be underselling how bad Risto is. Like... Uh, I enjoyed a lot of what I saw out of Risto last year, but God damn, he's like a third not pair good. defenseman and they're yeah, going to play him good. 20 minutes a game again. Yeah. He's, and and so poor hard.
2: Travis Sanheim is going to drag his body around and people are going to say, Travis Sanheim sucks and look how good Risto
0: <laughs> that's someone asked me. Uh, one of the questions I got on Twitter was, you know, obviously flyers are out of it at the deadline. Would you think about moving Travis Sandheim? And as much as I would like for him to be part of the solution, um, yeah. Because he's going to get like a decent chunk of money. And while he's had a couple good years and he's easily at this point, I think the Flyers' best defenseman. Oh, yeah. That's not saying much.
2: No, it's a low bar. And I guess like. JVR comes off the books so you will have some money to pay him. But the thing is like if they do that like that ha- then they have to commit to a rebuild because if you lose Travis Sanheim like the defense is all the way fucked. So you have to at that point acknowledge what you're doing and that's probably going to be a problem because we've got Risto for 5 years and we'll have TDA for another year and we have Hayes and we have all these dudes with these long contracts that make it hard to go full rebuild. And if but but if you are subtracting Travis Sanheim and you're trading him for futures, which is what happens in these situations, yeah. you got to acknowledge that you're rebuilding and ho- and you know what? That might be really good if they do that.
0: But I, I mean, don't know that they will. Outside of risk, it's not like they have like the defense is all guys on short-term deals. It's Out- like Provolof has this year and two more. D'Angelo yeah. is this year and next year. D'Angelo's is the most tradable player on the roster. He, if, he you could tra- mm-hmm. if you could trade him at the
2: deadline, I think for a pretty good return. If
0: he just puts up points and this thing's going off the rails, like you could easily trade Tony D'Angelo. Oh my God. Yes. Easy, easy but trade deadline. Braun's a free agent after this year. Sanheim's a free sign. agent after this year. Gotta bring him back. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotta bring and of course- he's gonna
1: be traded at the deadline and then brought yeah. back again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, Nick Sealer is uh, is signed for next year as well. do to keep him. That. Yeah, He's important. Uh, I
1: forgot about Nick Sealer. Justin oh, Braun, y-
0: you won't. you think Stephanie. Braun has a better chance to be coach or GM? Ooh,
2: I can see Braun going the Lappy route. He's gonna get coach shit, like you know, assistant coach, assistant coach, phantoms. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he could be head coach.
1: I don't know. I think he might take the Nick Schultz route and do player development. Mm. Oh, Could he, see that Nick too. Schultz Play in a, a bunch of alumni so well games and do player development.
2: I was. Did you see that video of Claude Giroux teaching uh, Stutzla how to face off? I can't wait for him to be a coach. Like he's for sure going to be a coach.
1: I didn't see it, but just you describing it is making my heart hurt. It
2: was like very. It was very much like dad showing his son how to do a face off. And it was, like, you know. It, I, I, Claude Giroux is either going to be an NHL coach or he's, like, going to coach his kids, like, Tim Bitt's team for the next that five That would be years. the
0: absolute best. If, like, yeah. head, head coach Claude Giroux <laughs> of, like, the fucking Mites on Ice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have one thing to say. I have two things to say before we wrap up the show. Um, one. Happy birthday, Bill. Oh, thank you, Steph.
0: Yay,
2: it
1: was Happy Bill's
0: birthday. birthday. It was on Bill Sunday, Fripp, it yes. was on
1: Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. I was going to say Sunday, but thought I was wrong.
0: No, I was, so- uh, I was given the cake uh, by my good friend Howard Eskin and the good people at Borgata on Ooh. Saturday morning. Uh, but it was my actual birthday was on Sunday, uh, and the Eagles rewarded me with a victory. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Just they did. stop that fucking All
1: right, question. the last thing that I have to say about this hockey team. They're doing all of these throwback nights, right? And they're super fun. I think they're going to be super fun. But I swear to God, I swear to God, if anybody bothers Mike Richards, if they even think about calling him up at the cabin to be like, hey, come back for our throwback night i will burn the entire city of philadelphia to the ground leave the man alone
0: he's not taking that call he's not taking that call no nah. i don't want
1: them to think about calling him i don't even want them to think about it if I mike want richards to was be...
0: gonna be there i'd go but oh my not. god 100 well, yeah. percent
1: they should because fucking let him he play probably punch dean lombardi in the face on the ice. Oh,
2: Dean's still here, isn't he? Dean is still fucking yeah. here yeah. running this hockey team,
1: Bill. Oh god. I don't even like I don't even want them to remember the name Mike Richards. I don't like leave the man alone. Like how Let who do they, they even the Who do they even They got Danny Briere. Yeah, like who Danny
2: Briere's
0: here for 20 night. Uh, like who like, Is it Jeff Carter in Pittsburgh? Bring him over. Yeah, Jeff Carter's a penguin. He's still playing. Yeah. Like <laughs> Smolly God. It's just that line, right? Oh God. Oh my god. It's Hartnell Leno and Brier.
2: Bring back Villy Leno, please. That's who it is. So funny.
0: It's it's Hartnell Leno and Briere. That's the whole thing. Has there
2: ever been a dude, a random, like a computer generated man who like played out of his mind for one single season and then literally disappeared into nothing. Has there there ever been a guy?
0: Have, has there ever been a guy who did that and then the Flyers weren't the team to give him the big bag of money? Right? How did like, they avoid that? They're I don't pretty know. Remarkable. Whoever made the decision to be like, no, that's the guy who should be in charge.
2: <laughs> was it Paul? Do you think it was Paul? My wife probably.
0: No uh, way. Paul
1: absolutely wanted to give him the bag.
0: I, I'm just looking at this roster. Who is even the least bit interesting? Like, that we could have. Like, I, Wade Allison looks like Wade Allison. I think he's going to be a nice he player. He looked for this very
2: team. good last night. I'm excited. Oh. If, like, if. I don't know if Forster will make the team. Charlie doesn't think so. I would like to see him. He seems like he could be fun.
0: I just want. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I always see what Charlie's saying. Like, I always think about uh, Luke Shen. Luke Shen Mm. could do like one thing and he could do it at an NHL level. He wasn't all the way ready, but they asked him to just play a role, and then that's who he became. He had more upside than what he became. Look at what he did his first two years. He was better, but he just kind of got pigeonholed into doing one thing. I can see that happening, bringing a guy up too early, but for the most part, I think you learn to play in the NHL by playing in the That's what I'm NHL. saying. And also, like, what if we pigeonhole Tyson Forrester
2: into a sniper? Shooting a
0: lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Can we and what if being pigeonholed, pigeonholed wins you a Stanley Cup? Because Luke Shen's name is on the Stanley Cup.
0: Yes, yes You guys it don't is. like that.
1: You don't like that at all. I don't. I it's like me. I like
0: Luke Shen as a player. I'm glad yeah, he, he got to win his cup. He had nothing to do with it. He was just kind no. of there, but yeah. I'm glad he won. Good for him. He stinks. Oh my God,
1: I thought that that was an own, but in fact, I have been owned. <laughs> Please don't tell them. Please don't tell them that I have been owned.
0: Do you think Isaac Ratcliffe could possibly clear waivers? No. Oh,
2: like they, uh, well, yeah, he's, he's too he big. Might. Uh, that's true. He is pretty big. He's too and big. And NHL GM cannot pass by a big player for free.
0: Yeah, that's size
2: queens a lot of them. They
0: what really if they are. just changed his big, player card to waivers. be like 6'1"? Like what?
2: <laughs> we measured wrong, fam. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he's, sorry, he's not that big, really.
0: Uh, I'm, do we have anything else? I, well, I don't think be, so.
2: He's not gonna be good though, right? Like. Uh-oh. Listen, Ratcliffe?
0: No, yeah, he'll be
1: fine. He's, he's fine. They're all just a bunch of fine he guys. He hasn't done
0: anything at the AHL level, but when yeah. he got called up, I really liked what I saw. It wasn't I, was a big, I was a big fan of what he was able to do uh, when he was up. It's just kind of like he's not a difference maker, and they have yeah. a whole bunch of those guys.
2: So many, so many Mark Donks.
1: I really like Isaac Ratcliffe, especially when He remembers that he's a big boy. I was going to say, you are
2: also a size queen.
1: Listen, I am. I've never (laughs) disputed that. But, like, he's, again, he's fine. He's just fine. They're all fine. Fine.
0: Yeah, they're fine.
1: That's the flyers. They're fine.
0: Who's the captain?
1: Oh, you ruined it! I know! (laughs) Guess what? It's you! I had to...
0: They should do, like, an honorary captain. Like, just pull someone out of the stands every game. You slap a C on their chest. like.
2: And then the next game, you, like, make a really dramatic video of you, like, ripping it off their yeah. jersey and then putting it on somebody else's. That, that would, would be actually hilarious.
0: be... That would That's make one... Funny. That would make an awesome throwback night. Rip the C off the sweater throwback night. Oh, God. Oh, no, I think boy. they're... I. I they're, well, they're friends with
2: Lindros now, so I don't think they can... Yeah, they, they can like, make uh, a joke not, out of it. not like, going to talk about it. Ah, just make it a a bit.
1: I love the idea of honorary captain's night, but the rest of it might be a little bit too far. When
2: do we get Eric Lindros to be
1: GM? Right? Why can't he? Why can't? That's like, why can't we get the good
0: people to run the team?
1: (laughs) Because they were excommunicated. Yeah, but he's back. Everyone's happy. We brought him back. We brought him back. Right, but like go. once you're out of the family, you're never really back in.
0: Ian Laperaire and Nick Schultz, they're gonna turn this thing around. Like, oh, hell dude. yeah, yeah! If anyone knows how to develop a player,
2: it's Ian Laperaire, who uh, you they're know. doing
0: a hell of a job so far. I gotta give them credit. You know, all these all the young contributors we have stepping right up, Man. replacing Claude Giroux. Uh, all Shandams
2: right, looked great last year. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that was. I think Le Perrier said he got the directive from John Tortorella and like the uh, the front office that like the plan should be just to win. He's like, so I'm happy about that. I'm like, Are you? Because yeah. it it happened were you to not trying so to do that
2: last year? Like, were you, was that not the plan for you last year, trying to win? No, no. ah,
0: just this this organization,
1: Connor Bedard.
0: They're owed one, right?
1: They just need to like the league just needs to give them a
0: superstar. We are owed one. The league, we collectively—that's our fucking owed one. The like I I always think about the NBA. Like the NBA is absolutely fine with the Oklahoma City Thunder tanking because the Oklahoma City Thunder make the league zero dollars. But when the Sixers did it, the league had a real problem with it because one of their top markets making them no money. Really kills them. The Flyers are making this league no money. And this league kind of runs on the fly. Like, there's about five teams that make the league money. The Flyers were one of them for 30 years. Now they're not. They have to just give us a superstar. There's nothing else. The jersey sales alone will prop up the league and raise the fucking salary cap. Yes. Maybe, that's, maybe the league doesn't want us to be good because then the cap would go up. Oh, they do hate to spend money. They do.
2: They really hate that.
0: We'll get into We're that conspiracy one. next week. Yeah. Right? We're just
2: owed one. Just give us something. Me. All right. Me and Bill Matz and yes. Stephanie Driver are right. owed things.
0: And that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you've got to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content! Season, season is coming back, fam, which means post-games are coming back. I know. I'm oh, not baby! I'm not, I'm not super looking forward to it. But they're coming back, goddammit. And uh, listen, it's a nice little therapy session for the sickos out there who are going to watch every game the way I am. So join me. Uh, I guess it's good. What is it even called now? It's Spotify Live or Green Room? Yeah. So it'll be on Spotify Live. Make sure you follow me. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just Bill Matz, but who's to say? Uh, You'll figure it out. All right, that's it. My name is Bill Matz. For Kelly, for Steph, have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah!